This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're looking back on a state championship for the women's cross-country team, a huge win for field hockey over a nationally ranked opponent, and some big offensive outputs from our soccer teams. Plus, we'll talk to our Bobcats of the week. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The football team hosted Wesleyan on Saturday and fell by a final score of 28-7. The Cardinals took advantage of a blocked punt, a fumbled snap on a punt, and a big punt return to set up three of their four scores on the day. Down 21 to nothing in the third quarter, Bates got on the board when sophomore Kevin Claflin picked off a pass, setting up the offense with great field position in Wesleyan territory. Sophomore Sandy Plashkis took advantage, connecting with junior Sean Peterson on a 30-yard touchdown pass with 7.58 to go in the third quarter. But the Cardinals responded with their longest scoring drive of the game, 11 plays, 75 yards, eventually punching it in from one yard out to extend their lead to 28-7 with 3.40 remaining in the third. Neither team scored again as the Cardinals improved to 3-1 and one, and the Bobcats fell to 1-3. and three. We sat down with head coach Mark Harriman to look back on Saturday's game. Coach, obviously the final score says 28-7, to seven, but really it was kind of a story of big plays on special teams for the Cardinals to get them in position for a few of those touchdowns. Overall, really... The defense played much better than the 28 points might indicate, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, obviously the 28 gets hung on the defense, but it's, you know, it is a, a team game, and, and um, yeah, we did not do a particularly good job um, in a couple of phases of our special teams and, and gave them the opportunity to have the ball literally twice about on the one-yard line. And, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, creating a short field, especially that short, with a team like Wesleyan is never going to be a good thing. And then obviously, you know, the, the offense, a tough day um, at the office, if you will, for the offense. What was Wesleyan doing on defense to make it so difficult, or was it more on your guys' end in terms of execution? Well, not taking anything away from Wesleyan because they they're a very good team. I mean, if you look statistically, they're one of the top defenses. I think they're ranked nationally. Um, and we did not do a particularly good job of meeting that challenge, I don't think, mentally. Uh, I think, you know, our, our guys uh, – needed to really understand what we expected of them from an intensity standpoint. And I'm not sure we got that all the time offensively. Um, and we didn't execute. You know, there, there were times that things were there and we had some drop passes. We had, uh, you know, we had some miscues offensively in the run game. Um, and it just, you know, one of the one of those things that can, against a good defense, can, can snowball and kind of, um, you know, anytime you, you end up in second and long, third and long is not a great situation. And does it give you, like, I guess some comfort in the back of your mind that, you know, special teams normally is a strength in terms of Foley's punts and whatnot, and normally in a battle field position, Bates will typically have the edge. Yeah, I mean, this is the first game uh, this year, and, and I think in, in, you know, in the last couple of years, really, where 
we the field position battle was was really a problem for us um and and you know we'll we'll obviously get that squared away and and uh if we have to make some changes we'll make some changes but i th- i think some of it is just again you know guys understanding their role in the schemes and then the defense did force a couple turnovers uh Joe Frey continues to play very well Kevin Claflin had an interception uh, what do you see from those guys just you know competed i mean uh you know guys did a great job that joe uh actually ripped the ball out on a on a drive where again they were they were getting down into our territory almost into the red zone and he just you know went after the ball and got it and that was that was a big play and then obviously kevin kevin's interception is it put our, our offense in short field position and we were able to take advantage of that break down the touchdown pass for us uh, well, it was you know again we 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 caught him in uh, a look we 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 thought we'd get uh, out of that formation and um, Sandy was able to get get outside on on the sprint and uh, get the ball. Sean ran a good route and was able to beat the the guy covering him and um, Sandy put the ball right on him. So it was a you know well executed play. We're four games into the year now. Um, you know, Sandy, obviously, in his first season as a starter at quarterback, what are your thoughts so far, what you've seen from him, what he's been good at, what he needs to improve on, you think? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like any young quarterback. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of pressure on, on a guy coming in. Um, you know, everybody, everybody thinks it's an easy job when they, when they, when they can diagnose their, the, how a guy plays after the play. And it's, you know, when he has to make his decision during the play is, is what's the tough part. And he's gotten better um, in, in, I think, both the run game, making his reads in the run game and, and making his reads in the pass game. Um, you know, and I, the, so you get to the point with a young guy who once he understands that, he needs to almost take a deep breath and understand what his role is within the the entire scheme and and not press too hard and i think at times you know sandy he's a competitive guy and you know like anyone else he can go out there and and try to make a play when really all he has to do is play within himself and um again not not a whole lot different than any other position it's just a very visible position and then sort of based on this most recent game, what's going to be some points of emphasis in practice this week? Yeah, well, we, you know, we got to get back to being who we are. And uh, I think, you know, for, for in, in some ways we let the, the game, this game uh, get away from us from the standpoint of not taking care of the little things, you know, and, and that um, we, we got to do a better job fundamentally. I mean, the, the game still comes down to being able to block and tackle and, and uh, secure the football. And if we do those things, then I think we've, we've always got an opportunity. Next week, I believe Middlebury coming up. Uh, they're obviously a team that just ended Amherst's big winning streak. So um, uh, a tall, t- a big task, if you will. I, I mean, what do you see from them last year, and what do you see from them on tape this year so far? Uh, well, the guy they got at quarterback's a Division One transfer, and, and he's uh, he's – leading the league and I haven't checked national stats but I'm sure he's he's up there in, in national statistics as well he's a very talented uh quarterback they do a great job schematically they don't they don't do a you know they, they're not all over the place with all kinds of different schemes but what they do they do very well um I think they're athletic on defense um and um, solid in, in the special teams obviously they're you know they're an undefeated team there's only there's only two of them left in in the conference, and and uh, they're one of them. You know, they're a little bit different than the teams we've played up to this point. I think, um, although you know Wesleyan is a very balanced offense, they're 
you know, they, they're known probably more as a run-orientated team. Trinity certainly is more of a run-orientated team. Um, this is a team that'll come out and, you know, if they if 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 it's to their advantage to throw the ball 70 times a game, they'll do it. Um, so, a little different mindset for us defensively in, in what we need to do and try to keep the ball in front of us all the time. Uh, and offensively, we got to come out and, like I said, we got to reestablish who we are and um, you know, make sure that that our toughness and our intensity level is where we need it to be in order to run the football, um, throw when they're allowing us to to take advantage of that, and not let them dictate that. You know, hey, we we've got to throw all the time to win the game. Right. I was going to touch on that because last year it was kind of a shootout against Middlebury. You guys put up some significant points, but they obviously put up a bunch as well. I mean. You kind of had that in the back of your mind, don't you, that you might become something like that? Well, you know, it, it, it is. Uh, it can be. Um, you know, we, we, we certainly hope that if we do get into a shootout, it's, it's um, you know, I know we've gone into, we've had some with them, and, and one of the big things that we've been able to do when it's been close with them is control the clock. And, uh, you know, the, again, with a team, with a, uh, with a, big play potential team. I mean, if you look at a lot of their their scoring, it's not necessarily that they're scoring inside the five-yard line all the time. They have some big plays and some some guys that can catch the ball and, and take it the distance. So, um, you know, it, it's tough for for a team like us to match that, if you will, on, on as far as quick strikes. But the thing we can do, if we can consistently move the football, and limit the, the the amount of time that they're on the field, and obviously that's where we, you know we have an opportunity to take it down to the wire with them. Well, one guy with big play potential is Frank Williams. We saw that against uh, the Williams Eves, and then it looks like Wesleyan was just completely keen on it, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, they they, they I think in in the situations where Frank might have been open a week ago, uh, you know, they they were they certainly were aware of where he was uh, on the field. And um, you know, we again, if we don't, if we don't establish uh, the things that we do typically well in a game, run the jet sweep, uh, throw the quick pass game, then then you know, it's it, it's not, uh, it, it doesn't, those big plays don't don't occur. So, all right, coach. Well, thanks so much for your time, and hopefully, we'll see uh, Frank in the offense get uh, back on track this week against Middlebury. All right, thanks. The field hockey team only played one game this past week, but what a game it was. The Bobcats traveled to Babson and knocked off the Beavers by a final count of 3-2 in overtime. Babson entered the contest as the eighth-ranked team in the country. What made the win even more remarkable is that Bates also beat Babson last year when the Beavers were undefeated and the ninth-ranked team in the nation. The win marks the fourth straight time the Bobcats have knocked off the Beavers. The Beavers led by a score of 2-1 to one until sophomore Adel Inquist scored the equalizer in the 58th minute on an assist from fellow sophomore Jesse Moriarty. Neither team scored after that in regulation, but in overtime, sophomore Taylor Loft scored the game-winning goal less than two minutes in, clinching the victory. Loft had an assist on the afternoon as well, and for her efforts, she's our female Bobcat of the Week. You had the goal in overtime just a few minutes in. What happened there? Describe it for us. Um, so overtime started off pretty strong. Uh, we didn't start with possession, but we quickly gained it. Um, Jesse actually took, Jesse Moriarty, took the ball up the left sideline um, very successfully, and she found me on the baseline on that left side. I drove the baseline, 
beat the goalie and uh, got knocked down, but somehow managed to reverse it into the goal. Um, but it was an awesome effort on all accounts. Everyone worked really hard to get that ball back after we uh, didn't have possession at first. So it was nice to get it back and get the goal. So being knocked down, did you actually see the ball go in? Yeah, I was on the ground, looked to my right, and I saw the ball, and I just knocked it in with my reverse. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. And this is second year, um, well, fourth year in a row you've beaten Babson, but second year in a row for you personally and for the team when they've been a you know, top ten type team. So right. did last year's victory give you a lot of confidence going into this year? Yeah, we were definitely confident. We know how they play. We know their style. They big ball a lot, and we're pretty good at defending that. Um, the most important thing for us and something our coach talks to us a lot about is really playing our game, which is a small passing game, which is a lot different from how they play, maintaining that throughout their game as they try and big ball it, which it, it's a, a lot different. So maintaining our small passing game, connecting with each other easily on that field, I think that was really successful for us last year. We knew that going in, so we were able to confidently execute during the game. So. For the non-field hockey fanatics listening to the Bobcats, explain what big ball means. So they use a lot of big hits out of the backfield in order to get it down to their attacking end and potentially put the ball in the goal, um, whereas we use passes throughout our midfield um, and use our speed on our forward line to get it down and take more uh, like shots in active play than versus a corner or whatever. So. Okay, great. Now, speaking of the front line, obviously it's uh, three sophomores, mm -hmm. Adeline Lindquist, uh, Tracy Moriarty, and yourself. Yes. So what's that chemistry been like, three sophomores working together on yeah. the same line? Well, it's awesome. I mean, our class in general is really close. There's seven of us, and we're all, like, get along really well. Ada and Jesse and I, we have a really great connection on the field. We have really good chemistry. The three of us are really, really, really good friends, and I think that definitely is evident on the field, the way we play together is just has been so successful this season. Um, our force, I think, is just so present when we're on the field. We find each other so easily without really having to make an effort to do so. Um, just the, our style of play, each of us play very differently, but I think it really complements each other um, when we have those scoring opportunities. When I tell you something like the field hockey team is one win away from the most wins in one season since 1999, is that something you realize? Is that something you care about? Definitely. We we have had this goal it for so long we have been making strides and we want to make bigger strides than we have in the past we have expectations for this season to do much more much more than we have in the past we know that that's in our future we know that we can attain it and we just we're so excited to see what we can do with the rest of the season and next season and every season after that so yeah all right sounds good well taylor thanks so much for your time and congrats again on being our female bobcat of the week thank you very much the cross-country teams hosted the Maine State Meet Saturday at Pineland Farms. And first-year James Jones became the men's team's first state champion since 2014, running the fastest race ever for a Bobcat at Pineland Farms and finishing with the third-fastest time ever recorded for any runner on the course, completing the race in just over 25 minutes, 17 seconds. The Bobcats finished second overall as a team and also got an all-state performance from senior Evan Ferguson Hull, who finished seventh out of 122 men with a time of just over 25 minutes, 38 seconds. The second fastest race ever run by a Bobcat at Pineland Farms. It's his second straight all-state finish, and for his performance, Ferguson Hull is our male Bobcat of the Week.
Joined here on the Bobcast by our male Bobcat of the Week, Evan Ferguson-Hall. And Evan, first of all, you know, as a senior team captain, Main State Meet, you guys got second overall in some of the fastest times ever run at Pineland Farms. Why was it all so fast out there for everybody, it seemed like? Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know that everyone in the uh, in the Main State area, Bates, Bowden, and Colby, we all get really competitive for the Main State Meet, and that usually has a lot to do with it. All, all three of those teams really get excited for this race. And then you were able to run the second fastest time among the Bobcats, um, uh, ever at Pineland Farms. Uh, what was it like for you out there on that course? What, what was feeling good for you out there? Uh, well, we, I, uh, I heard my time when we went through two miles, and it was really surprisingly fast. Uh, and so I think it was around there where I sort of thought that maybe we'd be able to do something uh, exciting that day. Sure, absolutely. And then as a team captain, uh, what are some of your responsibilities? Because the cross-country team has a number of athletes, obviously, on it, and some get to race and some don't. So how do you uh, lead as a captain? Well, a big part of it is making sure that everyone's involved in in the team activities uh, because we are we are all a team, even if it's not uh, a team sport in the traditional sense that a lot of others are. So part of it's... Uh, you know, trying to keep us all cohesive and, uh, you know, like leading practices and warm-ups and cool-downs and stuff like that. Now you guys put out some amusing surveys that are currently on our website talking about, you know, hope, dr- hopes, dreams, aspirations, favorite beverages and whatnot. I like yours. After graduating, Evan hopes to travel the world and discover new, exciting, and bizarre music to torment his friends, teammates, and coworkers with. What's the context of that goal? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a I have a little bit of a reputation on the team for for being interested in sort of uh, less less traditional music than everyone else. I have some sort of bizarre tastes when it comes to that, and so they they give me a hard time sometimes for the weird stuff that I play in in vans or in the locker room or stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And then um, what are some goals for you and for the team as we go forward here? Because about three meets left, basically, right? you got NESCACs, regionals, and hopefully nationals. Well, hopefully nationals. That is the big one. Yeah, uh, yeah ultimately that is, that is the goal, is to qualify for the national, for the national meet. And so that's going to take a, a good performance at NESCACs and an even better one at regionals. And then looking forward, I know regionals can be a little tricky. What's, what's that normally like? It's a big race, and the competition there is always really good. Uh, and I think it's going to it's going to take us getting out well in the race, and also being dedicated and focused all the way through. And then for you, you know, as as a senior here, what has your time on the cross country team during your time here at Bates meant to you in terms of your growth? Oh, I've I've grown tremendously while I've been here, and the the cross country team has definitely been a big part of that. Um, I came to Bates in large part because of the cross-country team. I really liked the, the vibe that I got from them, and I really liked uh, the coach, Al. Um, and uh, I've, I've just been extremely fortunate to be uh, a part of this team. And obviously the future is bright as well. I mean, first year, James Jones winning the state meet individually. What are you seeing from him that makes him such a great runner? Well, he is, he is one of the most dedicated runners that I've had the, the fortune to work with so far. We're, we're very lucky to have him with us. So just dedication, hard work out there every day in practice? Dedication, hard work every day. That's, that's what it takes to be a good runner. <laughs> All right, we'll end on that. Evan Ferguson Hull, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. The number 24 nationally ranked women's cross country team won the main state championship on Saturday. It's their third title over the past five years and the fourth in program history. Senior Captain Jessica Wilson, Junior Catherine Cook, and sophomore Katie Barker led the way 
finishing second, third, and fourth overall, respectively. Wilson and Cook join the Bobcast to reflect on the team's state championship. First of all, you two running together a lot this year, kind of ahead of the pack, if you will. Uh, what's that been like? Uh, it's been wonderful. It's definitely, um, I would say, a mutualistic relationship. I think that um, Catherine is very strong at pacing, um, and I think I think that, you know, personally, I'm not the best pacer, and so I know that when I run with her, I definitely benefit a lot from that. Um, and I think additionally, just having someone to race with really, really helps um, not only physically finish the race, but mentally finish the race. I think when you're struggling and you have a teammate next to you that says, come on, you can do it, we can do this together, um, I think it really helps with your whole mental vision of the race. So that's been really great so far. And Catherine, from your perspective, obviously there's been a lot of one, two, and two and three finishes with you two. What's that been like just to be at near the top of the field every single race, it seems like? Well, it's been just a really exciting transition to switch over this year because um, we have been running kind of together for the past few years, but it's never been this consistently um, reliable that we'll do the way we have. And I really honestly get nervous before races and during them, and it's just very helpful to have someone who is right there and it just like I really just trust her to be able to take me through the race and I get like kind of too excited and want to go out front but she is always there and we talk through it and it's just a nice thing to do and I don't know what I'm gonna do when she's not there anymore <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, great. yeah Jess you are one year ahead of her and yes. but I'm I know your first year the team won main states right That's correct. but the next yep. two years did not so what was it like this year to get back on top to number one there <laughs> oh it was incredible um for track we've run we've won the state championship the past uh three years consecutively uh for indoor track and the feeling of winning states is is incredible and so I think to do that for for states for cross country was huge um as uh, Jay was saying you know the whole um trophy and the dedication of the trophy that was a new thing this year so that was really exciting to be able to um not only display that for the first time but also to have that um you know have Bates written on it next to 2016 and to be able to um, have that race be at Pineland was really special, um, especially as a senior. I think it was really gratifying um, to have that experience. As a junior, what have you learned from the senior sitting next to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I have, so I was actually Jess's recruit. I was hosted in her room my freshman year, and um, she's always just been such an inspiration and such a great person to look up to and to run with. And she has improved so massively over her four years here, and I'm just so happy to have been a part of that, and I'm hoping to just keep it going for next year. And I'm also just very excited about the rest of our team because this is like this is the first time we've won cross-country states in a while, and we have such a deep pack, which is exciting. And I think we're all just playing off of each other and um, building off of that energy. Cross-country is interesting because you can kind of tell where you finish as an individual. Mm -hmm. But when do you know, when do you learn that you've, especially this past weekend, when did you learn that you'd won it as a team, and what was the reaction? Yeah, that was um, a little up in the air for us. We couldn't really tell <laughs> what was going on, which was extremely stressful. Um, so um, Pineland is a type of course where if you go out fast, you're, gonna, you're going to lose steam pretty quickly because it's a pretty challenging course. And so the whole, pretty much the whole um, Bowdoin top seven was in front of us in about the first 200 meters. And this was very similar to what happened with Tufts at the beginning of the season. And um, we knew immediately going into it that 
you know, they would not be able to hold that um, just by virtue of the amount of hills. And so we really tried to be patient and be confident um, going into it, but we really had no idea what our place was, even as we were finishing. Um, um, Catherine and I and Molly and Katie all had a pretty solid pack for at least the first mile, which was exciting. So we knew when we ran by our teammates and they were calling all of our names, we could kind of say, okay, great, so we have a pack going. You know, even though I can't turn my head because I'll fall, um, you know, it's good to know that, good to know that, um, you know, these people are around. And so when, as soon as we finished, um, our coach kind of let us know what the deal was because I think from her perspective it was very obvious um, that we had won and from our perspective we had no idea so that was great news we were pretty excited absolutely I know um, you know we got Netscast coming up we've got regionals and then hopefully nationals I know nationals have been kind of a tricky situation the past few yeah. years so what, what's the team been talking about about you know how to get there well, so it's been pretty exciting because we just went to um, Kentucky, yeah. Louisville to um, for kind of our pre-nationals meet. And that was great because we placed better than we had expected. And that put us on some rankings that we're hoping we can keep moving up on um, to be chosen to go to nationals as a team. Um, of course, we were really excited to win the state meet, um, but we're hoping to just keep that momentum going through NESCACs and through regionals because... We have about a month until we get there, and then a <laughs> um, few workouts, a few runs to do between now and then, but we'll see what happens. But I think that we're in a really good place. No one's injured, which is huge. Um, first time in a really long time where we've had our entire roster healthy. Um, so I think we're in a good place. I'm hopeful. Excellent. And uh, ideal finish to your senior year is? Um, you know, I mean, going to Nationals would be an incredible experience with the team. That would be you know, beyond words. Um, you know, if we are not chosen this year, I think that I would say, you know, winning states was incredible. Um, and that's all you can really ask for is, you know, winning a meet like that with your teammates there. Um, states is the last race where everyone on our team gets to race together. So that was really, really memorable. Um, or that will be really memorable looking back. And I think going forward, just looking forward to NESCACs and regionals and just hoping that those will be just as successful. Um, so yeah, to, ca to cap off senior year, I would say just go into every meet like it's, like it's um, you know, our last and hoping for the best. All right, Jess, Catherine, thanks so much for your time. And congrats again on winning the state championship there for Bates. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next up for both cross-country programs is the NESCAC championships on October 29 in Waterville. The soccer teams both had breakout weeks on offense, with the men's team rallying to beat Thomas College 2-1 on Wednesday and winning in impressive fashion over Maine Maritime by a score of 7-0 on Sunday. Junior Nate Merchant led the way, scoring both second-half goals against the Terriers and notching a hat trick against the Mariners. A nice 2-0 uh, week for the, the Bobcats. First of all, against Thomas College, you're down 1-0 at halftime. We got those two second-half goals. You specifically got the two <laughs> second-half goals. Take us through them. Um, so basically the first goal was pretty much all attributed to Matthew DeVeet, who um, was running onto a through ball that um, was just between him and the keeper, and he sort of collided with the keeper. And then the ball kind of squirted out, and I thought it might have been a foul, but I thought I might as well just take the ball and go put it in the net. And so I did, and... The refs had a conversation, quick conversation, to see if it was a foul or not, and they gave us the goal, and it was uh, great to tie it up. And then um, around the 87th minute, we were really pressing well, getting uh, good passes in the attacking third, and then uh, Drew Munoz, our left uh, left mid, played a cross in, uh, across the box, and I sort of I hit my thigh, and it sort of bounced up 
over towards the 18, and then I faked a shot, flipped it back over his head, and then uh, slotted it in with my left in the top right corner. <laughs> yeah, for an attacker like you, making those moves is probably your favorite part of soccer, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I think uh, as of late, we've definitely uh, had a lot of a success in the attacking third, scored a lot more goals than in the first half of the season, so it's good to be picking up speed in that, in that realm of the field in this part of the season. Well, speaking of scoring a lot of goals, uh, that's exactly what you did against Maine Maritime. You had a hat trick. The team scored, I believe, seven goals overall in that victory. And so I know, obviously, during NESCAC play, goals can be hard to come by. So how nice is it to have a match where you're just scoring goals left and right? Yeah, it was it was great to get everyone on the scoreboard, to have guys like Justin Iacovino, uh senior Matt DeVete, and have Pebo put in his first two goals of the season to get to 20 all-time in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really just a great time all around, great team performance, um, really just worked well. Everything clicked. We came out hard. Um, and, yeah, it was a great day for the Bobcats. I got to ramp up for some NESCAC games coming up. On the road at Middlebury this weekend, what do you remember about them? What are you working on this week in practice, you think? Um, well, Middlebury's got some good uh, good attacking forwards. I heard they're pretty solid in the back. So just doing what we've been doing all season, you know, just playing quickly, working hard, just getting in their face right off the bat. You know, it's no different than the past two games we've played. So um, just really focusing on what we've been doing and looking to get goals early and defend well. And then the last home match of the year will be against Colby, a rival certainly for any Bobcat team. And I know you've all year been the man doing the playlists uh, for the pregame warm-ups. Uh, talk to those people about that a little bit, uh, you know, in terms of the music you've been choosing to get the team hyped up all year. Yeah, well, I, def- I took some suggestions from the team and put some of my own music in there. But um, it seems like the team really generally likes it and it gets us pumped up for the game. And so, um, yeah, just it'll be fun having that uh, play on the, under the lights before our last game. You know, thoughts on the next two matches and what you're hoping to get out of it uh, from on, on your end? Because obviously you've you've sort of emerged as one of the top scoring threats, not only on the team but in the NESCAC. Yeah, I think just continuing that, just doing what I've been doing, working hard, trying to get into the right positions at the right time, um, and hopefully scoring more goals to give my team give my team the win. All right, Nate, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Aaron. The women's soccer team backed up their strong performance against Husson with a six to one victory over Thomas College on Thursday. In her final home match, senior Hannah Graves recorded a hat trick for the Bobcats. Her three goals on Thursday exceeded her career total entering the contest. Yeah, I definitely have scored goals before, but I don't think I've ever gotten three in one game before. Definitely in practice, but not a game. What opened up for you out there? Um, well, just coming off like the win against Husson and wanting to get another W, just preparing for Middlebury, using this to really... Um, finish what we have in the offense and so I just really wanted to get up there make runs from the midfield and I was just in the right place at the right time my teammates really set me up nicely and I just kind of got three nice goals off of crosses or passes leading me into the box and when you had that third goal I mean how excited were you to get a hat trick because that's a pretty big accomplishment in soccer <laughs> um I kind of was like oh well, I guess I just scored three goals because I scored two in the first and then one in the second yeah. so I put it together and I was like oh well I got a hat trick so it was pretty fun it was exciting to go out with a hat trick so yeah and then for you personally as a senior I mean you missed all of last year due to injury so what's it been like to actually get to play a lot this year um it's been really nice just getting really back out on Russell Street and stuff like that and playing with the team being in that environment was a lot of fun I miss that for sure watching on the sidelines is one of the hardest things probably any athlete could do just because you love the game you love your team and you want anyone to succeed Um, but it's really good to be back this year tell us what it's like to work through to try to come back from an injury to play 
Um, it's not easy. <laughs> it's definitely really hard. Um, like, it depends what kind of attitude you have. Mostly, you have to be really positive because it's my um, injury was season ending, but it wasn't like complete athletic experience ending, like concussion wise. So I was able to be like, you know what, I can come back. But I definitely think once playing back this year and getting into my groove and like seeing what my potential was was really rewarding because you never know what level of play you're going to get back to so it was really good to be back on the field and know that I can play the way I used to. Team's got two NESCAC games left Middlebury and Colby. Middlebury obviously top half of the standings Colby always the finishing game of the year. Um, what's been the point of emphasis in practice preparing for these final two uh, regular season games? Um, well, we definitely need these to be W's if we want to continue into November, which would be awesome. Um, but we just got to play hard and play with a lot of heart and do what we've been doing in practice. So getting wide, really starting to attack more. We need a lot of goals. So um, I think that's what we've been really harping on. And as well, just like playing for your teammates and stuff like that. So I think the next two games, like Colby's definitely winnable. I'm pumped to play Middlebury. Sometimes it's nice to have like these little rivalries and stuff like that. So like we beat them last year, I want to beat them again. So it'd be great to have another win on the road too. So get some road points, which is also exciting to come home to bring back too. So I think it's possible within reach. Sure, absolutely. And then as a, as a senior, what have you been saying to maybe some of the younger players to keep them encouraged? Because obviously the NESCAC schedule has been kind of tough, but the last two non-conference wins have been nice, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all a learning experience. Like, this is all a great opportunity to play soccer. So, like, obviously don't forget that we're privileged to be college athletes. And obviously not having a winning season, it's hard to look inside and be like, okay, so what's going on? Like, is it me or is it team dynamic? So I think it's just we've always been, like, really positive and really trying to be like girls, like, just play as hard as you can for the last two games because it's like all we got and I think they've grasped on and I think everyone is willing to fight for these last two games which is really great. All right Hannah thanks so much for your time and congrats again on the hat trick. Thank you. The volleyball team dropped a pair of NESCAC matches this past week to first place Tufts and to Bowdoin but the Bobcats remain in good position for a potential NESCAC tournament bid with two conference matches remaining, including a crucial one against Hamilton later this month. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll tell you if the field hockey team is able to get their most wins in one season since 1999. They host Southern Maine and visit defending national champion Middlebury this week. We'll also recap our football and soccer team's road matchups against the Panthers. The rowing teams begin their fall schedule with the head of the Charles this weekend. We'll tell you how they fare. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates.